Hello. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I am your host with the most matchmaker and dating coach, Kat Cantrell. I am so excited that you've decided to spend some time with me today. And if you're brand new, welcome to the show. I feel so special. Thank you for selecting this show, for clicking on my face and being like, yes, this is where I want to be. So thank you so much. I know you could be anywhere else. Here at Dear Matchmaker, we answer, I answer, well, we too, I bring incredible guests to the show. I answer your questions here on Dear Matchmaker and I bring special guests and I have a special guest for you today, Angela Schutz. And I'm going to give her intro here in just a moment, but I wanted to remind you that this show is brought to you by my agency, theheartagency.com. We offer matchmaking, dating, coaching, workshops, seminars, in-person events, and live dating game shows, October 8th. And guess what? I have a special workshop coming for my women only. Don't worry, gentlemen, it's in the works. I promise you for women only virtually. So the dating blueprint was such a huge success. It was a two day seminar that I presented. And what I've decided to do is to give it to you in little short sessions. So this August, August 4th, it's a Thursday night, 7 to 8.30 PM Central Standard Time. I will be having my first session of the Dating Blueprint, which is all about attachment theory and dating. And if you've been to my website or if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know my passion for dating, for attachment theory and I have, what I've done is I, this isn't just, this isn't just a workshop that's talking about attachment theory. This is a talking about you knowing your own style and implementing it into your dating life to help you find that secure, loving partner that you've always wanted. It's about an hour and a half. So it's from seven to eight 30 PM central standard time. You want to go to my website and sign up for it. Space is limited and it's only $49, my friend, only 49 bucks. So if you have Thursday night available, I suggest that you go to the website and sign up. I will make sure and put that link down below. And if you haven't taken the quiz yet, please make sure and go to the website. It's right up there at the top. Again, go to the stop this podcast right now, and you can go to theheartagency.com and sign up for your spot. And it's on this platform called all takes and all takes. Um, I'm part of their like beta program. So it's this amazing platform where, um, we all get on together and we all get to see one another. And it's like, it's not, it's not like zoom it's there's resources. I'm going to upload all these resources that go along with the, that go along with the workshop. I'm going to give the presentation. You have access to the recording. We're going to talk about really how I mean, yeah, knowing your attachment style is great, but how do you put it into dating to make it work? And that's what this is all about. I hope you will grab your spot while you can. It's only $49. Go to theheartagency.com and snag it. And let's spend some time together, shall we? Let me help you. All right, I'm ready to dive in. So today's guest is Angela Schutz, and she is the founder of Driven to Succeed Consulting, LLC. She is a career coach, a life coach, and an author. She has widely published her latest book, which is the reason why I'm having her on here. It's called A Boomer's Chick's Guide to Online Dating. You're never too old to look and love. 
and it's an entertaining and practical guide to online dating. And the reason why I had her on was because I met through, if you had listened to uh, the show, oh my gosh, five episodes ago, six episodes ago, I don't number my episodes. So I don't know. You can go back. I had um, Debbie Montgomery on who uh, what ended up giving them, giving someone over a million dollars with online dating. We talked about her experience and I actually met uh, Angela in this process. And so she wrote this book. And even though you might not be a boomer, I still, I still encourage you to listen because I give real, I give some of my top online dating tips in this show with her. So we have an open conversation about online dating, her own experience. She's, she's in her seventies. She's going to talk about her own experience. So ladies, if you think that you're too old to put yourself out there, eh, wrong answer. (laughs) So you want to make sure and listen. Um, so I'm so excited to have her on dear matchmaker. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Angela to dear matchmaker. Well, Angela, I am so thrilled to have you here on Dear Matchmaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. Yes, I just, uh, I love how our paths have crossed and uh, we actually met through, uh, we met through Debbie and I've had Debbie on uh, Dear Matchmaker when she was talking about her story of, uh, her, um, she, something that was tragic and she turned it into something amazing. And it was just, um, I just adore Debbie. So Debbie and I have been on each other's show. And then I, I met you through Debbie, uh, cause you've been on Debbie's show and mm-hmm. with the work that you're doing. And I thought, oh my gosh, what an incredible, uh, guest to have here on dear matchmaker. So I'm so honored that you've decided to spend some time with me today and all of our listeners. So I've already like gave the listeners the lowdown of who you are, but let's go ahead. And so I want to kind of start, tell us a little bit about your journey that led you to writing your book. So we'll just, I'll just going to be very kind of general. And then as we kind of go through, we'll just, I'll just start, keep asking you some more questions. So we'll just kind of start there. Okay. So I was married for 43 years and then my husband died. And a couple of years after he died, I thought, I just do not want to be alone. Mm. So, of course, everybody talked about online dating. And let's see, how old was I? Um, I was 68. Oh, my gosh. Okay. How old, are, how old are you now? I'm 74. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so a couple of years went by and then I thought, I'm going to try online dating. I'm petrified. Yes. I have no idea what's going to happen. So I thought of it as a way to journal. So I would go on and every day I would talk about the experience. And I have previously written, I wrote, I'm a career coach. I wrote a book on finding the perfect job. And then I've been in a lot of compilation books with short stories on gratitude and independence and things like that. So I like to write. And I thought, okay, I'll just journal this. I'll do the first 30 days. So that's how the book started. Okay. And yeah. And then it went from there (laughs) because the stories just kept growing and growing. And the other piece of it was I was trained for a year by the author, Jack Canfield. Mm. So, um, and he is, you know, the number one motivator in the United States. So in the book, I filter in a lot of his success principles when I look at um, situations that come up 
with people to date. It's like I pull back and I say, what can I learn from this? What success principle can I add to the book? So basically, um, it's not just um, the excitement of being online. It's the reflection of why I look at something in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, why I'm doing this, all of that. So a lot of it came in uh, to play with, you know, that combination of I'm just going to go go move forward and see if I can find someone. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I've had all this training. It has to, it has to impact what I'm doing. Absolutely. Do you find that? So when you, after, when you started your journey of online dating, and I think that this can kind of, this is the, one of the top questions that I get asked is what dating app do I sign up for? And I think it's, it does depend on the demographic. I feel that there's a younger generation that are on certain apps and there's older generations that are on, on other apps. Did you find just joining it? Like, how were you able to figure out which app was the best for you when you started? I just took a chance and joined. I joined one and decided it was way too sexually oriented for me. Mm, And so I got out of it. You know, I I started with one that was free. Right, right. Because who knew what I was going to do if I was going to do anything. Right. Then it was very sexually oriented. You know, you Mm. get into a chat room and didn't even understand half of the things they were talking about. And so I knew it wasn't for me. Right. And then I moved into a more senior level dating app. Um, And then I thought, well, I can try different things. Yeah. And see how it goes. So I um, sometimes was on two or three at a time. Just, um, and then I, and then came to the realization that they share information. So you think you're joining one app and your information goes on to another app. And then when Mm. you go onto that app, everybody you just (laughs) swiped left over are on that other app. So all those people you didn't wanna be attached to are on the new app. So it gets a little bit boring sometimes because there's not new people on the next app. Right, right. And I, I always advise, I always advise my clients to stick to one app because they think they're getting so many options by joining multiple apps. And really to me, there might be some different types of people that are on different apps, but most of the time, it seems like the majority of singles are on multiple apps. So to just to devote all your time and attention to one. And Mm -hmm. I, I have to hand it to you that took first off, I just want to backtrack just a moment. It takes a lot of courage, uh, to, I mean, especially, being married for so long and then having your husband of four decades pass away, (laughs) which is probably was your life. Right. So, and trying to not only have to address the fact that you've lost him, but then understanding that you are now on your own. And I, I guess one of the questions I want to ask you is after two years, like what at what point did you say to yourself, because I think a lot of singles have this question where at what point do you, did you say to yourself, okay, now's the time for me to put myself out there. And what type of like, what kind of things did you say to yourself to give yourself that courage, especially when it comes to the older generation, a lot of them shy away from online dating for all the old, for all the multiple reasons, especially now more than ever due to like, I mean, 
It's one of the reasons why I had Debbie on the show was due to scammers, right? So there's a lot of scammers and it doesn't, that's not, I should say that there's scammers for every, every app and doesn't matter what your age is. They're out there no matter what, but like, what to you, like, what was your motivation? Like, what was your aha to where you said to yourself, okay, now I'm ready. I'm ready to put myself out there. I'm ready to explore. And because that's a very, that's a, that's a, not only is it courageous, but that's a huge, um, you know, you're being extremely vulnerable by putting yourself out there, especially after you've been with someone for so long that it ended on terms that were not expected. Right. So do you want to explain to us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, the first two years after he died, I made a promise to myself because I knew that I needed to take time to figure out who I was as an individual, not as part of a couple. But the promise I made to myself was once a week, I would invite someone to come to dinner and I would make a feast. Oh, wow. It didn't I love matter. that. Yeah, I, it didn't matter whether it was a couple, a girlfriend, a male friend, family member. It didn't matter. But once a week, I would go back to being the hostess, which I was very often in my home as part of a couple. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to throw parties all the time. And when you're alone, you start to lose your couple friends because you don't want to feel like the third wheel or the fifth wheel or whatever. So you don't go out with them anymore. And if you're lucky, you maintain the female friends and you go out for lunch, but it's not the same. You're not going to theaters and you're not going to different events that you would go with your husband, with the husbands. So it was my way of at least pulling back a part of my life that I loved. Mm -hmm. And so I had dinner parties every week and it was great. And sometimes it was, um, so it took about two years until I was comfortable with who I was. I also, during that time, redid things in my house that I never felt were my taste. Or the things that I really wanted. So I spent some time working on the house to make it reflect me more. Right. Because, you know, my husband and I had different personalities. Mm -hmm. And when you're part of a couple, there's always the compromise. You know, you buy things because they love them and you don't especially love them, but you love them and you do it for them. Right. (laughs) So I got rid of those things. (laughs) And that's all part of the healing. Agreed. You know, I think when you're holding on to those things, thinking you're going to remember the other person, it's Mm -hmm. a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. Keep your memories, but don't keep that piece of furniture you always hated. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that isn't the memory. So get rid of it. And if you need to take a picture of it, take a picture of it, but get rid of it and start to create an environment that just soothes you, that makes you feel whole. And so that's where I was after two years. Like Mm. I loved my house more. Um, I was able to get back to entertaining people. And even some of my couple friends, I would invite them to come and have dinner because I missed them, the couple, but we weren't going out to the theater together. So that was a big piece of it. And then, and then, you know, all the, all the reflection I did about who I was as, as a woman, you know, and what I wanted. And I know that I feel like I'm at a better level when I know somebody loves me. And so that's kind of the impetus Mm -hmm. to 
um, get online and see if there's somebody out there that really truly could look at me and care about me and be so excited every time I walked in a room. So that was, that was the impetus. Yeah. And I put away all the fear and I've always called myself the Nike girl who did just do it. <laughs> Nike has the best motto ever. Just do they it. do. They do. You know? Yeah, they feel really the do. And, feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. Yes. You know, sometimes Absolutely. you have to do things in fear. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because how do we get rid of fear by practicing things that we were afraid of? And then suddenly we're not afraid of them anymore because we realize we can do it. Right. You know, we tend to make too much out of things sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's most of the time. Yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> Do you, so one of the pushback that I always get is, um, women are always, especially, so this is, I'm, I'm going to dive into the book here in just a bit, but I, I want to, I want to address your age. So okay. a lot of women, um, in, uh, that I've experienced in their like late fifties, sixties, and seventies mm-hmm. will claim that they are more youthful than the typical woman their age. I've never met a woman. It's funny. Cause I, my, my, um, I was talking to my partner, Brian, um, you know, I've never met a woman who's come into my office and said, you know, I'm fifth, I'm, I'm 59 or I'm 65 and boy, am I 65? Like I've, I've never yeah. heard a woman say that they're always like, I'm so much younger. I'm so much more youthful. I have all of this energy. And so they have a tendency to lie on their online dating profiles and hopes to attract maybe possibly younger men. And I always tell them no, to always make sure and to put your real age on your mm-hmm. online dating profile. But a lot of them claim that there's not enough of men that are out there that are looking for women like them. So what is your, what is, what is your take on that? Oh, there are so many men in their seventies and eighties. Yeah. It's unbelievable how many are out there and you know, they're secure, they're, they're financially stable. They don't necessarily know how to go on dates, but Right. You know, they're there. They're there. You just have to. I, I don't believe in lying. I actually had a funny conversation with someone the other day who went on a first date with some guy that said he was 5'10 mm. and she's 5'1. So she didn't really care. Everybody's taller than she is. Right. But when they went to have coffee, he was maybe 5'4. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can't believe anything else he says. Right. I wouldn't have yes. cared if he said to me, I am five, four. It wouldn't have bothered me. He's still taller than I am. But because he said he was five, 10 and he shows up at five, four, mm-hmm. then everything else feels like it's going to be a lie. Right. That's exactly so. right. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about, I can talk about all these like little random things all day long, but <laughs> I want to, I want to, Angela, I want to talk about your book. So let's, okay. so did, let's circle back to that. So you did 30 days of journaling yeah. about online dating. Oh, there it is. So it is called a boomer's chick guide okay. to online dating. Yes. You're never too old to look and love. Oh, I love it. I love it. And she's so, my alter ego on the Vespa with her leopard skin outfit and her yes, red hat. The red hat. Yeah. Uh, so tell me the process of, so when you were, when you were going through those 30 days, especially you haven't dated in 45 plus years 
and you're going on these dates and you're, and you're journaling and you're creating something that you didn't realize what you were creating. Um, tell us more about like, what was the aha moment to where you're like, okay, what I'm going through now, I know that I can help and benefit other people or other women, um, and give them like the things that I've learned. So tell me more about that process. Well, you know, I am a writer, so I've been Mm -hmm. writing for a long time. And, and I know that every time you write something, it touches someone. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why sometimes you you listen to all these shows on TV and podcasts and all this stuff. And, and you think, oh, that's such a sad story. And then you realize that when you tell your sad story or your joyous story, you're giving somebody else the courage to move forward. And we don't realize it when we stay stuck inside ourselves with whatever is the Achilles heel for us. Like, what is it that really bothers you? When you stay stuck in that space, not only do you not help yourself to grow and to move forward, you don't help other people that you truly could help. And Mm. so that's how it started. Like, Um, I've been a career coach for many, many years. I'm a life coach. I run a woman's group called Dream, Dare, Dance. I'm all about helping people. So as I'm journaling, it's like, you know what? There's some other woman out there that's scared to death. Let me see if I can teach her the lessons. And then because I did that, I started learning how to do really good background checks, um, photo image checks, all of that that gives you a little more sense, uh, a little more peace of mind because you can check the person before you go out with them. You can see if they're real. You can, you can, you can check their phone number. There are so many things you can do before you meet them. And some people say, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, you spoil the, the intrigue. No, you're just protecting yourself. As a woman, especially, you need to protect yourself. You're not gonna put yourself in a situation. You're not going to invite somebody to your home that you've never seen. You know, you have to protect yourself. So if you do a good background check and and then, you know, you check the images. I mean, I had instances in the book where the the image that, you know, the pictures he gave me of himself, of his parents, I mean, all those things, all a lie, every single bit of it. So I felt like, those are the teachings I can give other people. And although it's called a boomer chicks guide, it's a guide for anybody that wants to do online dating. You know, it's not just for older women. I just happen to be an older woman, right. but it's the, the lessons are the same lessons, you know, right. learning to protect yourself and without fear. I mean, right. that's the thing, you know, why would you put yourself on an online dating site if you'll never go on a date? It doesn't make sense. So tell us a couple of the tips that you share when it comes to like, cause you said, uh, that you do verification. So like, tell us a little bit more about, I mean, I know what I do as a matchmaker and what I recommend to my clients, but tell me a little bit more about like, what is your process for that? What do you recommend? Well, there are, there are lots of, um, services that you can use. You can use check people, you can use white pages to check their phone number, um, So you want to research the name, the phone number, whatever information you have about the person. But you can also do Google images and you can can take their picture 
and Google will show you all these pictures to see if it's the same person. So you get to even research the image of the person. Um, you can you can ask people like if if anybody knows of the person. You know, you want to just keep digging down to see how comfortable you are with them. You also want to check their language skills, um, people that were taught English out of this country, don't put spaces after the periods. There, you know, there are certain cues just in the notes that they write you. Um, there, there are, I've, I even noticed patterns. There, um, the scammers have very similar patterns in the story they tell you. They have only a few professions that they claim to have. They're gemologists and they have to go to South Africa to get diamonds and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're um, construction engineers and they're going to go to Dubai for their last assignment of their life. Right. They get $800,000 and they send you a picture of a contract for $800,000. I mean, you know, it's like the old saying, if it seems too good to be true, it is. Um, they, they often... Uh, their wife always died six years ago. For some reason, I guess they feel that's a magic number. And then she was either a nurse or a teacher. And she either died from cancer or in a car accident. I mean, the patterns are so similar. Mm. And so, you know, I might be talking with, you know, texting back and forth with someone. And then all of a sudden, oh, he said it. <laughs> now I know it's time to get out of this before he starts asking for money and they do. Um, so, so there are those kinds of things that you can learn ahead of time so that you're aware of what the scammers do because they are very different. The other thing with scammers is you say hello and they answer back with a 10 paragraph letter. Mm, yeah. Well, it, in the blink of an eye because it's already pre-written. You know, they have a script to follow all of that. And, you know, so, so there are a lot of things to learn and to look for. And I feel like when you know them, then you can say, all right, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. I see that there are signs that this might turn into something that's not, that's just a lie in every aspect. And that this person may end up wanting to scam me out of money. And so you get out of it immediately. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm at, I'm at the age where a lot of people my age believe everything, <laughs> you know, they sure. were taught to believe everything and you believe, you know, you just believe. And so, um, and you don't say no to people. Mm, so right. you have to be comfortable saying, I'm done. Thanks. Good luck. And just move on. And also in the book, I say to people, know yourself. I mean, if you're looking for a friend with benefits, nobody can tell you that's not right. It's what you want. Just be careful. If you're looking for a husband, that's another story altogether. It takes a while to develop that relationship. And you should start with developing a friendship because right. the relationship to husband doesn't start in, you know, in, on day one, it's right. develop a friendship. Yeah. It goes back to one of the, one of the core teachings that I do is attachment theory and it's talking about attachment styles and mm -hmm. those that are more like leaning in very quickly. The ones that want intimacy very, very quickly are usually the ones that are more anxious. And so just recognizing when those flags are coming up and just being like, yep, this isn't, this isn't what I want. Yeah. I think 
I think both people, when they come to the table, both have to have the same intention. If your mm-hmm. both intention is friends with benefits, then that's fine. But to me, it's also knowing being able to say no, thank you to someone whose intention isn't the same. If their intention isn't to hopefully, you know, move into a long-term relationship, then, then you're both looking for something differently. I always, I'm always really leery when people say I'm looking for just, I just want to get to know you first and see what happens that if you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Hands down, either you are or you're not. And there's no really in between. Uh, Do you feel that, I mean, in your, as you're out there and as you're having these conversations, when you meet these people face-to-face, like, what are your, what are your tips when it comes to, cause you're, cause you date a lot. What are your tips when it comes to moving from the first date to the second date? Do you have any? I don't know. At the end of the date, you have to feel like you really want to see them again. Right. Yes. And if you don't feel that way, even if they say they want to see you again, maybe you can just say no, you know, if you're not comfortable and if you really want a long-term relationship and he's not ringing any bells for you, then it's okay to say no. Absolutely. You know, the other side of that is sometimes it takes a while to have a comfort level. Maybe you want to go on another date, but something that you both like that you could do for fun, mm-hmm. you know, not serious, not necessarily getting too physical with them yet. All of that. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. take your time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important piece. Agreed. No, we agree completely. Yeah. Um, so tell me more, what, um, what other, uh, so what other things do you mention in your book as far as guiding our boomer chicks? <laughs> Well, you know, I really do a lot of reflecting. It's like, why do we look at someone's photo and assign really lovely human characteristics to it? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. I mean, if you look at a photo of somebody like the horrible Jeffrey Dahmer, who was a serial killer, Mm -hmm. he didn't look so bad. Right. And he was horrific. Right. So don't get fooled by that. Yes. You know? Just look at the photo and maybe there's a sparkle in his eye that makes you say, well, I'd like to get to know him, but don't look at the sparkle in his eye and think, oh, he's going to be the most romantic man I ever met. It's going to be a great provider. Don't do that to yourself because you can't attach those human characteristics to a photo. I tell everybody, be whole before you become part of a couple. Mm. Make yourself whole. Mm-hmm. Go on dates with yourself. Do things, you know. Venture into things you haven't done before. Take a class. Do something to develop you. Well, and I think um, just knowing, it's just basically knowing yourself more. Like, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? What are the things that... (laughs) What are the things that, yeah, values? Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think that all of these are, you know, and I think, I think more and more women, uh, younger women really have this figured out, right. They, yeah. they yeah. all live, they're all living these very full, full lives. But to your point, I think Gen X and older, we were taught, um, you know, that relationships were everything and as women, right. So if you weren't in a relationship, what was wrong with you? And that we were taught that there was more value in being in a relationship than really developing and building ourselves and mm-hmm. figuring out our own interests and what do things that we want to do. And so, um, to your point, I feel like 
yeah, absolutely. You should know yourself. So I, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to go back and, and you had mentioned about how not to fantasize like over a picture and how, um, you know, it's important to, I think that the, one of the best online dating advice is that if there's, if there's any spark of interest at all to always swipe, to always swipe. Yes. They don't have to look your type. They don't like, if there's something about their profile, maybe they're funny, maybe it's they're witty or they're, they're super intelligent, or maybe there's a picture that speaks to you. Like when you're looking at their online dating profile, you're, you're seeing a, a full picture of they're trying to do their best to present who they are right to the, and to you. I think that if there's just something that just gathers just, a, just enough of a, maybe mm-hmm. yes, to always to swipe. Yes. And then to even take it even further to, I always have this rule that you need to move from the app to in-person quick, as quick as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. because of that, what ends up happening is that we fantasize about these people. We start to communicate with them via text. We start to romanticize and kind of fill in the gaps. It's actually, there's a word for it. We actually will do this with our brains where we don't have a clear picture of what it is. So we make it up. (laughs) <laughs> we actually make it up. There's like, and there's like different spots in our brain that, that are empty. And so we'll fill it in with what we think it is. And that's and why if you like, yeah, go ahead. You're reading a text in your voice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not yeah. in his voice. Just right. remember that it's in your voice. Right. And so that doesn't right. work. And, no. and even in, you know, I say, even if you're not quite ready to make the move to meet them, do a FaceTime call with them or a Zoom call. Yes. Actually look at them. Yeah. Look at them because there are a lot of very amazing people out there that can fool you. (laughs) Faster you can get into real life, the better. And that way you're not having to fill in all the gaps and you're able to actually connect and, and see them in real life and to see if it's, and to see if it's a yes or no. Um, do you, so tell me, is there any, the, any other like advice, like core advice that you give in your book when it comes to online dating? Well, I think it's that you just, you just need to try it. You know, I mean, ask other people that have done it, mm-hmm. ask for advice, you know, anybody, I, my website's out there, they can go to boomer chick dating and ask me a question. There are people out there like me, like you, that will help people if they're scared rather than not have the experience at all, you know, and miss that opportunity to meet somebody that's fantastic. And the relationship, don't put too many parameters on the relationship right away. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I went out with a guy and together we decided we'd be companions, which meant we went to movies, we went out to dinner, we went different places, we paid our own way. It wasn't a romantic relationship, but I wanted to go out. And I couldn't go out with my friends because they were all couples. And mm-hmm. so it was a nice trans- transition. Mm-hmm. Did I want to stay in that? No, of course not. But it was a nice transition into going out with a man, but not having the pressure of dating. Mm. So, you know, and that was fine too. And there are some men that they don't really want to date. They want a companion. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that's okay with you, do it. Right. Don't worry about it, you know, but set set the rules. You know? Well, and I think it's important to mention too, not to settle either. So just because one person wants something, right. doesn't mean that you have to agree to that. So that's what you want. 
you know, that, that, that that's the type of relationship that you want. And I think that when you're not, when you're dating in a mindset that just knowing that there's so many fish in the sea, right? So I hate to use that. Like it's so cliche to say it, but it's true. There's a lot. I mean, the last time I, I mean, there's like 50, like there's, I mean, online dating is a billion dollar industry. I mean, that's how many singles are out there, right. That are on these online dating sites and that are paying for online dating. So don't date in a mindset of scarcity, thinking that you're not going to find something for yourself and you have to settle, right. That you have to settle for whatever it is that they want, right. That it's, that's important to know what you want know what you bring to the table, know what you, you know, know what you're looking for and to not, and to set those boundaries and to not like cave in. Right. And before you start, create a vision of who would be your perfect guy. Yeah. Sit down and write down all of the characteristics you love that would make you really happy to be with that person, because Mm -hmm. then you're more likely to find that person. Mm-hmm. When you're all confused and again, you're going to settle. I mean, I say that to my career clients that have lost jobs. Don't do the knee jerk reaction and take the first one that comes along right. and really have a vision of what you want. What kind of job do you want? It's the mm-hmm. same thing. What kind of man do you want to be with you for the rest of your life? Maybe yes. because this is a new chapter in your life. Don't settle. It could be the best chapter you've ever had. You're older, you're wiser. You're not going to settle for, oh, I just have to get married and have babies. That's not what you're looking for now. So just take some time, write it down. What are the things you love? Well, thank you, Angela. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Dear Matchmaker. And I hope we will connect again soon. Thanks, Kat. This was fun. And I hope your audience enjoyed it. And I hope to connect with you again. Yes. All right. Thank you so much to Angela. Huge hug of appreciation. And thank you so much for coming to Dear Matchmaker. It was such an honor to have you a part of the show. And remember, my friend, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or Apple, eh, please make sure and rate and review this episode. If not, if you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure and subscribe. I would love it if you would subscribe. And if you're over on Facebook, please make sure and come in, follow me um, at Cat Cantrell. All right. Thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, true love is waiting for you. And I will see you next time. All right. Bye.